0: Thanks for joining me, Kerry Hammond, for our first episode of Business Bites, a podcast that brings food and drink businesses in the Highland Council area, all of the latest events, resources, funding opportunities, and support available through Highlands and Islands Enterprise, Food and Drink Business Support Service, part of the Northern Innovation Hub Food and Drink Tech Hub project. I'm a Principal Food and Enterprise Consultant at a business called SAC Consulting. Our mission is to support the sustainable growth of Scotland's communities through independent and trusted advice. I specialise in marketing, the digital platform, social media. I have a background in both the foods and drinks industries. And of course, I have a massive passion for podcasting. On today's episode, I speak to Alistair Trail, the project manager of the Food and Drink Tech Hub's business support service. And I also have the pleasure of speaking with Rosie and Flora from Cafe Biagiotti and Biagiotti at Home, who have used some of the resources that the business support services have to offer. I'll also give you a quick update on some of the events we have coming up. First up, Alistair Trail, my colleague at SAC Consulting and project manager for the Food and Drink Business Support Service joins me to tell me more about the project, what it's achieved so far, and the exciting things to come. Hey Alistair, thanks for coming on the podcast today. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Great to be here and great to be speaking to you today.
0: Um, I was hoping you could tell me a little bit more about the Food and Drink Tech Hub support service project. When, when did it all
1: start? Yes, yeah, so we were delighted to be working with Highlands and Allies Enterprise to deliver the Tech Hub food and drink support service. Uh, we were successful winning the project back in June. And over the next couple of months after that, we're just developing our, our plan for going forward. And with the main launch of the activities that we'll be doing was in August, where we had three fantastic launch events uh, in different regions around, around the Highland Council area, just to give an overview. To prospective users, what the what the project will be about.
0: Tell me a little bit more about those launch events. Where where were the locations? Where were they held?
1: Yeah, so the the launch events took place uh, over three days uh, in August. Uh, the first one was at the AMC Center, which is a fantastic facility in Fort William. Uh, it's at the AMC's the, the manufacturing center. Uh, the second event we did was in Dornock at the Royal Dornock Hotel. And then finally, we did one for the Inverness area, which was uh, at Togling Farm near Inverness. Uh, Um, So these events all gave gave an overview of what we were planning to uh, deliver as part of the project. Uh, Got some case studies from other businesses that have had successes in the region's. But the main part of the event was just to understand what the needs and issues were from businesses so we then could then design our programme of support based, based on their needs. So, yeah, it was, very, it was a very good event, two-way flow of information, and uh, it's helped us to then uh, deliver for the last, last four or five months as we've been delivering as we go.
0: And how many businesses, attendees came in total to those three events?
1: Yeah, so the events were very well attended. Uh, in total, I think we had uh, over 70 uh, attendees to each of, to the events in total. So a mix of 45 to 50, the largest events and then 20 to 30, the other two events. So it was great to get uh, to get businesses from all over uh, the Highland Council area to to come along and to share their their needs, their information about how their their growth potential, what they're planning to do in the future, and and how we could could support them with the the uh, fantastic activities that we've been doing and plan to do over the next uh, two and a half years.
0: So um, you kindly asked me to uh, speak at those events I did a a little I had the graveyard shift actually right at the end and I did a a bit around sort of marketing and, and how people can use language something I particularly liked to see at all of those events was the fact that you were asking both digital and on paper you were asking the businesses really what support it was that they wanted and the things that would make the biggest difference to them going forward. Were there any common themes that came out of those three events that you felt the industry was really asking for in terms of support?
1: Yeah, well, there is the obvious things that are affecting businesses in, in the Highlands at the moment or all businesses during the, the increased costs of raw materials, the cost of living crisis, energy prices. Uh, issues with getting suppliers costs, uh, packaging costs seems to be another big issue for for businesses. So there was lots of, of standard things that, that we expected to get from, from the businesses that we were, we were planning to deliver. But there's also some other interesting things as well that came out. There's a lot of interest in sustainability, net zero, uh, circular economy, and uh, a lot of businesses trying to ha- develop healthy products but also for a healthy planet. So, that was, that was quite an interesting thing that we hope to be delivering some workshops and activities in that area as we go forward. As I mentioned, packaging is, was a big thing. Uh, people trying to understand the, the reg- regulations, how they can actually buy packaging at affordable costs, uh, how they can design their packaging for, for, for benefit to try and increase sales. So we've already did a, did a, a workshop on packaging that, that Kerry, you gave a fantastic presentation on. On the neuroscience of, of packaging, we also had experts, experts speaking in that venue to do with packaging design, environmental, and finding the best packaging for your products. Yeah, so the, the variety of different things that, that, that we've seen come from the the um, the feedback, which we'll then be using to to design our program going forward.
0: The packaging event that you mentioned was pretty well attended as well, if I remember correctly. Um, that was an online event, wasn't it? Is there a way that people can catch up on that recording if they missed the event itself?
1: Yeah, so the delivery model that we're using for our events program is as a mixture of online events, uh, events in person, which will be in the in the region, but also one-hour technical webinars. So the packaging event, as you mentioned, was one of the events that we delivered online, and all that uh, event was recorded. And you'll be able to find the the recording on the on the Tech Hub website. So all the events that we do should be be recorded, the online ones anyway, and they'll be be available for people to view uh, behind uh, after.
0: That's brilliant. I'll um, I'll pop a link in the show notes of this episode. So if you're listening and packaging is an issue for you, then click the link. And if you've got an hour, whether it's your lunch hour or after you put the kids to bed see if you can glean some useful tips and hints from the experts that were on that panel. Alistair, you mentioned that the food and drink Tech Hub support service is being delivered in a a mixture of formats. So some face-to-face events, as we've heard, the launch events were the first sort of example of those. Uh, You mentioned one-hour technical um, events, the the packaging workshops, a great example of that. Um, You're also running some workshops, aren't you, online?
1: Yes, this was actually one of the events that, that Kerry uh, delivered for, for as part of the project. So we delivered a proposition and promotion workshop. This was an online workshop where people got to go online and have uh, joint work working with other members of the group, but also some one-to-one support where they could talk about their, their USP, their marketing strategy, their branding. And it was a real hands-on one-to-one support in, in that, that workshop. So yeah, we're trying to deliver a, Lots of different uh, workshop types, uh, using online, using in person, and these one these technical one-hour webinars. So, offering a variety of different um, ways of, of supporting businesses uh, using all, all all technologies and and good old face-to-face.
0: Can you tell me a bit more about the innovation clinics? So, um, what's the the model of that? How did businesses receive support?
1: Yeah, the, the innovation clinic models is a is a model we came up with a, a couple of years ago where we try and get a panel of experts to work closely with a business in a in a 20 minute session. So these innovation clinics are separated by theme. So the workshop we did was on product development, and six businesses were able to put some questions to the panel beforehand about some issues they might be having with their product development, be that through the actual physical Recipe development or online selling that product. And then the panel, which was made up of experts from uh, online sales, marketing and a chef, uh, were able to answer these questions, do some research beforehand and then answer the questions in a, in a 20 minute session. So it's really just giving some succinct, clear uh, helpful hints and tips uh, in a short space of time where the businesses can then go away and implement them them changes pretty quickly to give them hopefully some uh, quick and easy improvements and changes to help their business.
0: So one of the six businesses that did the first innovation clinic was Cafe Biajotti, And um, they're actually coming on the podcast a little later to tell us about their experience with the panel Um, some of the advice that they were given and what they've done since. Alistair, the word innovation is uh, used quite a lot in the food and drink landscape. What does innovation mean to you? What does innovation mean in the sense of this project? And what does that look like going forward?
1: Yeah, I think innovation means lots of different things to, to lots of different people. From my perspective, it's really trying to do something in a new way, uh, developing maybe a new product that's new to the market or using some unusual ingredients if you're developing a product that's maybe not been seen before. Um, there is a lot of support out there for businesses that are looking to do innovation. It might be innovation in your business. Uh, using a new bit of equipment or developing a new product, or it could be some kind of innovative collaboration you're looking to do with with partners that have developed new technology you want to implement, academics, universities, colleges that, that have that expertise that you want to bring into your business, but maybe you just don't have the, the time and the budget to hire that member of staff. You might want to bring them in on a project-by-project basis. Uh, we understand that it's quite a confusing landscape, so what we've done and what our next event is going to be it's going to be an event to try and let businesses understand what innovative, innovation support is available for businesses in the Highland Council area. So we're going to be doing an event in the next few weeks where we'll have speakers from a variety of different uh, organisations to come and just explain what type of support they can give, what funding is available for businesses that want to, want to do some innovative innovation work. So we'll have speakers from organisations like Highlands and Islands Enterprise who have some innovation support interface who can match make you with university partners and knowledge transfer partnership where you can get students to come in and, and work on in your business uh, census who specialize in sensors and and innovation online into uh, IT and the National Manufacturing Institute of Scotland so they'll be all speaking at this event and just trying to declutter and make it easier for businesses who want to innovate to get the help that they need you can
0: find more details linked in the show notes What's next for the Food and Drink Tech Hub Business Support Service, Alistair?
1: Yeah, we've also got another event which we're running in uh, around about the same time, just a week before the innovation event, which is on investment and crowdfunding to grow your business. So we're uh, very grateful that we're going to have Alex McDonald and Stu Mackay from North Point Distillery. They're going to talk about how they've gone and uh, identified investment uh, and crowdfunding opportunities to help them grow their business. Uh, It's basically going to be talking about uh, how you can grow your business, how you can prepare for a new investment if you're looking for new equipment or if you're you're scaling up your your business to meet growing demand and they'll show how they went about securing investment to help their growth ambitions. So talk about things like crowdfunding, uh, seed enterprise investment schemes, international investment and the tools you need to try and get that investment so I think that'll be a fantastic uh, workshop for some, with some great speakers so really looking forward to that.
0: I think uh, particularly given the current economic conditions as you mentioned earlier Alistair I mean cash is king and cash is probably forefront at an awful lot of people's minds at the moment it can be really easy to just kind of you know look at the books look at the profit coming in and see little hope for growth at the moment. So I think this sounds like a, a super inspiring event to to look at cash differently and to look at opportunities for literal financial growth uh in a, a new and interesting way. Uh I'm pretty excited. I'm probably going to sign up for that webinar myself.
1: Yeah, I look forward to to seeing you there. So we've got some fantastic support that's now available for businesses to to apply for. Uh, The first support package that we've just launched is the uh, intensive one-to-one support. So you as a business, you've got an issue you're trying to overcome at the moment. You can apply uh, free of charge to have an expert within the delivery team for this project, or if not in our delivery team, we can actually subcontract out to the right person that can help your business. So if you have issues in product development or packaging or food safety, technical troubleshooting, branding, marketing, sustainability, any issue that you've got at the moment, you can apply for some help. When you have an expert in that area, will work with you to take to overcome that technical challenge. So, yeah, that, that that is open at the moment with a deadline of the 24th of February to apply. So definitely, if you have an issue, please apply and you get that support completely free of charge. The second uh, support that we're offering that we launched earlier is actually uh, common interest groups. Uh, So this is work we've done a lot in the past, and this is all about trying to bring together businesses that have a similar issue or have a similar uh, geographical area or have a similar problem. It's trying to encourage them to work together to overcome that challenge. So if you as a business are, are talking to other businesses that think you could collaborate together or even if you just have an idea where you think by collaborating with businesses in the same geographical area or the same sector would benefit you, again, we would encourage you just to complete a very short application form which is available uh, through our website and uh, apply for that and then we'll allocate you a facilitator who will work very closely with you and the other groups in in the common interest group to understand the challenges, to bring in experts that you need, and to develop a plan for collaborating together for mutual benefit. So, as I say, we've done these before in a couple of other projects, been highly successful. And one of the projects was a rural innovation support service, which was great at encouraging that innovation and collaboration between team businesses. And, I know a day-to-day job you might not have time to do it so that's the benefit we give you somebody a facilitator who can do all the arranging the meetings understanding the problems can bring in the experts can develop the plan can try and look for funding to help you overcome a challenge so yeah it's a great initiative again and we encourage anybody with an interest in doing something to to get in touch and, and complete that short application form
0: so i guess a, a common interest group could be really almost anything depending on how you look at it. It could be um, businesses producing a similar thing. So for example, four or five potato producers all coming together to pull resources, I guess it could also be a geographical group. So for example, if there was a you know a, a smaller area that could again support each other or overcome logistical issues, would that qualify as a common interest group?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're looking for applications from, from many different areas. So, as you say, geographical area could just be a group of businesses in, in the same town, village, it could be a section of Sky, it could be the Black Isle that want to get together and see what opportunities there are for reducing logistics costs, looking at suppliers, looking at packaging issues, it could be uh, cheese manufacturers might be want to get together, distillers, brewers might see there's opportunities to collaborate, to share expertise, to maybe do a joint research project together. Like, yeah, There could be, as I say, packaging, you might have packaging problems. It might be companies from all over the highlands that have a similar issue with costs or packaging. They might want to see if there's opportunities to to buy together, to share costs and logistics. Anything like that is we're keen to to get these businesses to work together for for mutual benefit. So yeah, open to all in any applications in that area as long as it involves collaboration, we'd be keen to to hear about it and help support it.
0: For me, collaboration really fosters innovation. I think um particular uh, you know that phrase two heads is better than one. Well, the same logic would apply that five or six is five or six times better than one. And particularly, as you say, when you're dealing with things as a a small business or an entrepreneur and you're, you're facing things like minimum order quantities, if six of you are facing the same issue, then it just makes perfect sense to come together and overcome that hurdle as one. Alistair, thank you so much for taking time out of project managing this project to come on and have a chat to me on the podcast. If anybody listening would like to find out more about what has happened, what is coming up or what they could possibly book on for, how would you suggest that people get that information?
1: Yeah, so I certainly recommend that people go to to the website. It's in in the high website for the Tech Hub. Uh, There you'll have some information about all the activities that we're doing, all the events uh, and everything that we're doing going forward to support your business. So on the website you'll find an inquiry form that gives you an opportunity to uh, inquire about how the, the project can help you. Any business that actually completes an inquiry form is entitled to a free 30-minute phone call support where we will speak to your business directly, find out exactly what your business does, what your growth plans are, what your uh, business is hoping to do in the future or challenges are hoping to overcome and we'll chat to you a bit more about how the the project can specifically help your business. So certainly recommend if you're interested in finding out more to complete that inquiry form and one of the consultants will give you, will arrange a call where we can chat about how we can help you, and how this project can help you going forward. We have our podcasts. Uh, this is the first of our podcasts but there'll be a series of podcasts coming out so I'll encourage you to listen to them. We're going to have a newsletter and there's lots of information going to be shared about the the project through Highlands and Islands Enterprises, social media sites, through Facebook, uh, Instagram, and through Twitter.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Alistair, and hopefully you'll be able to join us for another episode soon.
1: Pleasure. Thanks very much, and I uh, hope to speak to many businesses in the future about the great program that we're delivering.
0: On the 20th of February at 4pm, the Business Support Service has a one-hour online webinar taking place all about investment and crowdfunding to grow your business. The webinar is going to give you an overview of how to assess your investment needs, some of the funding routes available beyond grants and loans, and how to manage the process to achieve a successful outcome. So whether you're considering starting a new business, preparing to invest in new equipment, or scaling up to meet increasing demand, this webinar will give you practical insights on how to secure investment to help your growth ambitions. At this webinar, you're gonna hear from Alex McDonald and Strewn Mackie from North Point Distillery, who have gone through the journey of securing investment to grow their business. The webinar will include an overview of crowdfunding, seed enterprise investment scheme, international investment, the tools that you can use to get investment, and different terms that should be understood. You do need to register for this event, and you can find the link in the show notes. We have a face-to-face in-person event on Friday the 24th of February from 10am until 1230 this is being held at Anne Lochran in Inverness and is an overview of the innovation support services and funding available for businesses in the Highlands. This is a completely interactive workshop that will give businesses that attend an overview of the advice, support and funding available in the area of innovation that's relevant to the food and drink sector. If you're looking to innovate within your business develop a new innovative piece of equipment or technology or collaborate with an academic institution then this could be the workshop for you the workshop will include presentations from the following organizations islands and islands enterprise interface knowledge transfer partnership innovate uk and the knowledge transfer network census and the National Manufacturing Institute Scotland, also known as NMITS. The workshop will also include an interactive session led by Census, which will provide a global perspective on current challenges and technology trends in the food and drink industry. It will discuss current challenges and unmet needs that food and drink businesses face in the Highlands and could help to develop a roadmap outlining what businesses would like to see in the physical Food and Drink Tech Hub Innovation Centre. Again, please register for this event through the link in the show notes. Sisters Flora Valentine and Rosie Calder grew up spending summers in Barga in Tuscany, where their mum's family originally comes from. These sunny, pasta and pastry filled childhood holidays inspired their decision to open their cafe in Beaulieu, Cafe Biagiotti, named in honour of their great granny, using her maiden name. Rosie spent six months in Italy working in restaurants and cafes, and then decided to do a month long pastry course before coming home to start the cafe. When COVID 19 hit, the sisters had to pivot quickly as many hospitality businesses did, and they founded Biagiotti at home, the ultimate in luxury Italian in-home dining. So I'm super lucky to be joined this afternoon by Flora and Rosie from Café Biagiotti. Hey guys, how are you
2: doing? Hello. Good, thank you. We are Flora and Rosie. Um, We're joint owners of Café Biagiotti, which is in Beaulieu. Caffè Biagiotti opened in 2017, in this kind of late summer twenty seventeen. 2017. Um, I should probably mention at this point, Flora and I are sisters. Um, so Cafe Viagioti, um, we kind of market ourselves as an Italian pasticceria and coffee bar. So we make everything in-house, which we're very proud of. Um, and we're also very proud of our Italian coffee too. Um, it's from a kind of independent, coffee roastery out in, in Italy, um, so that's one of our kind of things that we're, we're, we're really proud of.
3: Yeah, so I'm Flora, uh, just to give you a bit of a background um, of, of Rosie and I before the cafe started, so we both um, went to uni, got degrees in completely unrelated things to hospitality, um, I did accountancy in business and then trained as an accountant and Rosie did geography and then trained as a land manager. Um, And we came to be in Bewley after our dad's friend's um, cafe went up for rent and he asked us if we would be interested, having obviously been party to a few conversations of Rosie and I discussing that our dream would be to one day own our own bakery. Um, So I would say it probably came a bit sooner for us than we had first planned, but probably just the push that we needed to get it started. So yeah, we're um, very proud of what we've created in Beaulieu and we're looking forward to what's to come.
0: Tell me a bit about the uh, some of the food that you make in-house. Rosie, what's one of your all-time favourites? What would you recommend?
2: Um, so something that we've made since the day we opened is our focaccia bread. Um, so it's a real kind of staple of, of our menu. So we make... Um, it feels like hundreds of trays of um homemade fresh fresh every day focaccia um so yeah that's something that's, that's really really fun to make and it's actually um a bit more difficult to make in the winter you kind of lose it's, it takes a bit longer just because it's colder outside so it can be a wee bit te- temperamental but um yeah that's something that, that I'd love to make
0: my years of watching the Great British Bake Off tells me that's something to do with proving, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And uh, what, what about you, Flora, if you had to pick one um, menu item?
3: Mine would be the Cinnamon Swirl, which was a late addition to Cafe Biagioti. We didn't do them from the start. They were a kind of locked down when we had to change what we did a bit and make it really easy for people to come in and get takeaways Um, we kind of diversified a little bit into more pastries and that
0: is my all-time favorite I think um, pastry diversification sounds right up my stream (laughs) you guys came along to one of the food and drink support service launch events it was was that the launch event that was at Bogbane Farm
3: Yeah, yeah that um I went to that one um I
2: I can't remember Rosie I think you might
3: have been away no I couldn't
0: go that day yeah
3: yeah, so I, I came along. I, I actually was trying to think of this earlier, how I heard about it in the first place, but I, it must have been an email that went around and um, I came along and it was brilliant. I was I really enjoyed it and it was interesting to see so many people that I knew through the cafe, uh, different suppliers and like other business owners and whatever. So yeah, it was a, a very good event.
0: And was it at the uh, launch event where you first heard about the Innovation Clinic?
3: Yes, it was. Yeah. I think that Alistair at the very end had a slide with upcoming events. And yeah, the the one-to-one spoke to me because that's I think what we needed at the time was just a bit of personalized help. So um I and I remember seeing that there were six spaces. So I made a mental note that I must apply for it when we got home. Um and that's what we did.
0: So I should probably admit at this point that I was actually on your panel for your innovation clinic. Um I know. A little bit about what you were hoping to achieve before you came. But for the benefit of the businesses listening, can you tell us a little bit about what kind of conversations and information you needed to gather before coming along to the clinic?
3: So, Alistair made it very clear at the launch event that um, the more detail, the better for when we applied for this. So, Rosie and I got together and wrote quite a lengthy application for the Innovation Clinic. So, we Um, during lockdown we had to diversify the business um, and just try and do a few things that would keep us going when we couldn't have customers in the cafe and the thing that we decided to do was launch a part of our brand which is called Biagiotti at Home. So Biagiotti at Home is um, pastas and lasagna and aubergine parmigianas and starters and desserts all prepared in our cafe which people can take home and enjoy at home. So that has when we launched it, it went really well. We then redesigned our website, got a new website done professionally, which again helped loads. Um, and then the next step that we wanted to take was to try and ser- to sell this stuff in retail outlets like farm shops or wherever. So we currently sell to one farm shop called Farm Ness, and we just serve them our frozen lasagnas and frozen parmigianas. Um they have asked us if we would be able to sell them our pasta as well and at that point we realised we it was quite difficult to sell the pasta to other places because it needs to be refrigerated and it takes up a lot of space so we were really keen to learn how to dry pasta which we had tried to do numerous times and failed numerous times so that was the first question was how we could dry our pasta and then the second question was a bit more general just the best way to market and package and label our beauty at home products
0: so the innovation clinic was held over zoom did you find it easy enough to join was it a a friendly atmosphere when you clicked the link
2: yeah <clears throat> yeah it was really really friendly um i think everyone's probably a bit more used to this kind of way of uh, communicating now which, which certainly helps but um everyone had their cameras on and we could have been in the same room it, yeah it was a really good experience
0: so let's go back to that first question so your your crucial issue of how to dry pasta when you take that to the panel what kind of response did you get what kind of feedback
2: um so morag hamilton was was on the panel and um she she had a wealth of of knowledge um so one of the other thing that we wanted to do for with the fresh pasta was to extend its its shelf life. and um any time that we tried to dry the pasta, it lost its kind of vibrant colour and it just went a bit dull and it didn't look very appetizing. Um, so that's where we came to the conclusion that perhaps we needed to dry it. More I could explain that actually drying pasta is is quite a difficult process and it's probably more appropriate in a kind of much larger business scale. Um with much more commercial machinery and and what have you. and um, so she actually gave us a couple of suggestions um in order to keep the the vibrant color of the pasta. One of them was to add turmeric to it, um, which we tried and and it really worked. the color was was beautiful and it and it stayed like that for you know for for a couple of days, which was brilliant. So it did extend the shelf life
0: and um, so, on that second question, the more sort of um general how to take um be a at home to the next level how did you find the panel response to that question
3: so i think uh carrie i think your response was the kind of best response we got the loudest response so it was great to have people who didn't have much knowledge of our business um who could look at it fresh and just see the good things and some places that we could make some improvement um so i think the best thing that came out of it for us was that we need to market Beer at Home as its own separate thing. So at the moment, we market Cafe Beer at Home through the cafe Instagram and through the cafe Facebook. And Kerry, you suggested that we should kind of move it along to its own place where we can have its own dedicated Instagram and have some bloggers give us their feedback on it and make it more of an experience rather than just the product itself um and then also we shortly after that attended a packaging workshop which was really helpful as well um that was also run by the tech hub and yeah so yeah we got great feedback and it was all very specific and very helpful and gave us some good ideas of what we needed to do next
0: well i'm delighted to hear that uh my feedback was useful but uh, <laughs> more than that i'm delighted to hear that you find the whole um innovation clinic useful um since, since that um, whirlwind 20 minutes where we threw a, a lot of information at you, obviously you've had um, Christmas, you've had some of the busiest times of the year for hospitality businesses. We're recording this right at the end of January. So what have you done since that innovation clinic? So since
3: then, we, as you said, have had a very busy, busy Christmas and um, New Year and everything. So the next steps for us are just to focus really on our packaging. So Kerry, I think you'd mentioned in the Innovation Clinic that you liked our the way that we had big windows in our pasta and we have um, like recipe cards, not recipe cards, like method cards of how to cook things and everything. So we're really happy with that. But the thing that we sell the most of probably is our lasagnas and our parmigianas. Um, and we currently just sell them in aluminium tins, like the ones that you'd getting a takeaway with the cardboard lid. And then we just have our stickers stuck to the top of it with all the information on it. So I think that we would like to focus on getting those looking really good, get some cardboard sleeves and just professionalise the whole brand a little bit. Um, And then, yeah, aim to get it out in some more retail outlets, some more farm shops. We're so lucky up here with all the different farm shops and people are so keen to support local and everything else. So, yeah, I think that's probably what we would like to do. Which means we probably haven't done too much since the innovation
2: no. itself. <laughs> no, it has been a bit but, of a whirlwind since then. Yeah, I don't know when if we ever get a quiet time. You always think you know over the winter is going to be a quiet period to get these things done, but up until today, it it hasn't really kind of wound down. So, which is great for business, but it's, it's
0: phenomenal for business, but uh-huh. pretty difficult for product development. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, I guess uh, now would be a good time to mention to you, uh, Rosie and Flora, that the Food and Drink Business Support Service is just about to launch um, some one-to-one extended time. So you could um, access a few days with a consultant or with a product development chef. So um, perhaps if you want to take that um, pasta drying to the next level or if you wanted to work with somebody on levelling up your packaging, then you can actually apply for that right now on the Highlands and Islands Enterprise website. Oh, Brilliant. That's great to know. Thank you. So just before I let you go and get back to some delicious focaccia and cinnamon swirls, is there anything that customers, me, anyone out there should be looking out for from either Cafe Biagiotti or Biagiotti at home in the next few months?
2: I um, I think Biagiotti at home is, um there's so much potential there and we, we've probably not kind of explored everything that we could do. And um. Without blowing our own trumpet too much, we're so proud of the products that that we sell in that range. Um, we think they're they're really tasty and they're so authentic. They're really homemade. We really make everything from scratch. And lasagna, for example, we use um, local beef from Farmness and and local pork from Black Isle, which is just up the road. Um, so yeah, I think we've got a, a, there's a huge amount of potential to to really um, expand Piagiotti at home and i think over the next few months that that will be our our goals
0: well guys i think you have um every right to blow your own trumpet on it <laughs> because uh, they are they look absolutely fantastic um i'll pop a link in the show notes of this episode so that people can find your website and um hopefully get some interested parties who are looking to um get the beajoti at home experience Thank you both so much for joining me and uh, yeah, we can't wait to see what you guys do again in the future. Thanks, Kerry. Lovely talking to you. Thank
3: you for having us. Thanks.
0: Thanks so much for joining me, Kerry Hammond, for this episode of Business Bites. Please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you'd like to attend any of the events or find out more about anything we mentioned in the episode, check out the show notes for more information. In honour of Flora and Rosie, I'll sign off and say ciao for now. This episode was brought to you in association with Highlands and Islands Enterprise.